Hey, what's up, guys? I sat down for a morning meeting with former San Diego Fire Department engineer Jeff Whittington. We talk about what it was like to go from being the honor grad in arguably the best academy San Diego Fire Department's ever produced, 67, to leaving the job to pursue the family business of real estate. He's third generation involved in real estate and has amazing insight into the industry. Hope you guys enjoy it. What's up, Jeff? Thanks for meeting me here in the bullpen for your morning meeting. Thank you for having me, Kyle. Stoked to be here. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been in the bullpen. Yeah, I guess so, man. Uh, well, we're happy to have you back. What's been uh, What's been keeping you busy here in the last few weeks with this social distancing thing? Um, not a whole lot keeping us busy family-wise, except a lot of home projects and just kind of hanging out and being with the kids and um you know work-wise though we've been uh we've been deemed essential so um about a week and a half into this lockdown that that designation had changed we became essential so that part has been keeping us you know pretty darn busy um different in how we're operating but you know we're out there still moving things along so yeah um, gosh i think uh i think we are going to we're experiencing some things that are going to be here for a very, very long time in terms of the social distancing, in terms of people wearing masks when they're out in public, you know, even if they opened up restaurants and the mall and everything else tomorrow, I'd be pretty surprised if people went flocking back there. What do you think? No, I would agree. 100%. I mean, I think it's going to be really hard for people to just bounce, you know, from, from such extreme precautions to just no, no precautions whatsoever. I just, I don't think we're going back. To where we were anytime soon i think there's there's going to be a lot of changes um and i feel for the for those businesses restaurants theaters um you know anywhere where there's usually large groups of people you know surrounding each other i just think that people are going to be very hesitant to put themselves in those situations again anytime soon um you know i'm not i'm not at this point really interested in bringing my family into anything like that right now yeah um, no i think so and, and that's going to have a long-term effect on the economy but uh you know, it, it remains to be seen. I hope, I hope the small businesses can can reopen and and get back on track. But I'm afraid it's going to be a, a long time before we see any level of normalcy in the future. Yeah, yeah. I hope. It, I mean, I hope we can get to a recovery sooner than later, and that people aren't hurt too bad. I mean, I think it just all depends on how long this goes. We, again, that's the big unknown, right? I mean. I, I, as we speak, I think that the, the designation for businesses to be closed is still May 1st. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't see that happening. I think it's just a matter of time here before this gets extended. But I don't know. I could be wrong. And, you know, I'm torn. I, I feel for those people who are out of jobs whose businesses are closed right now. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know what the answer is. No, me neither. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that, that things get back to some level of normalcy here in the short future so anyway uh well you ready to get this first alarm going let's do it all right so let's your first it. alarm is uh four questions normally in a first alarm as you know we would have four engines in a truck but the first alarm here at the firehouse is we ask you four questions you give us one piece of advice sound good sounds perfect awesome all right so your first question man you're first in that scene so we need to size up that's who you are who you work for and how long you've been doing it. All right. Um, well, I think as you already put out there, I'm Jeff Whittington. Um, my team is the Whittington team um, and we fall under Pacific Sotheby's International Realty in La Mesa is where our office is at, but um, Pacific Sotheby's stretches through a, a few different counties. 
Um, I've been doing the real estate sales component for seven years. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, full-time for seven years. I was licensed for about a year and a half, two years before that. Um, had at one point my own brokerage, my own team kind of gone from, you know, I went from large company to opening my own brokerage and did that. Then we, we put, we went back under the Sotheby's umbrella about two years ago. Um, so, and then as you know, before, before all of this, I was with San Diego fire as a fire medic, uh, 67th Academy. Yeah. Damn good Academy. As, yeah. <laughs> uh, now or never or now or whenever. Uh, I don't even remember anymore. I think it was now or never, but I think everyone who made fun of us, so it was now or whenever. I think so too. So, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know where that slogan came from, but it's, uh, you know, yeah, I did. What, what was it? So that was 2000, I think, and six. And yeah. I promoted an engineer six months before leaving um, and left in, left in, I think it was October of 2013 or somewhere thereabouts. Maybe it was August, but 2013. What uh, what parallels have you found in real estate compared to your life as a firefighter? The the grind that you had to go through in the fire service. Are there any? Yeah, I mean, this job is. Um, I mean, obviously, it's very different in what the daily activities look like. Uh, you know, I, I got a lot of time behind the desk and and moving around in my car, visiting properties, and meeting with clients. So that's just, I mean, from the day to day, it looks a lot different. But I think the fire service taught a lot of great lessons um, from all of the work that's entailed to getting on the job, medic school, um, you know, all of that different training, uh, getting hired, going through the academy, going through probation. Um, it's hard work. You know, you have to be dedicated. You've really got to put your head down um, and it can be a grind. And I think that all of that really trained me up well for this position because it's very similar in that regard. I mean, you can't be successful in this business unless you're working hard at it and unless you're grinding um, and you're willing to, to, to put the time and the effort in there. Um, same, same sort of commitment that it takes to get hired on the job. So I think in that regard, it really trained me up well for it. That's awesome. I guess for me, I didn't know, I didn't know how far I could push until I went through the Academy until I got out in the ranks and, and, experienced things that I had never experienced before. I didn't really know where my boundaries were. And I have to think that that's going to be applicable in all facets of life, including um, as a realtor. I mean, in, in, a, in an uncertain time like we're in right now, I think that you probably have a, a leg up because you've been trained through your background in the fire service to just push through all those invisible bar barriers that you may or may not have even known were there. For sure. I mean, the job definitely tests you um, and you're exposed to, to certain environments and to certain situations that are stressful um, and they do push you and they, 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 they push you into some uncomfortable positions at times. And so that definitely translates over well. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, I always talk about the, you know, what you experience on the job, um, those stressful situations and how you navigate those, the fact that you're oftentimes making decisions on your own um, or with your partner that are, that are truly life or death decisions that, that have, can have critical consequences if, if, you, if you make the wrong move or you don't make the right decisions. Um, that's been really helpful to bring over because it, it, it really helps keep a calm mind on this side of things. Look, I mean, real estate can be stressful. It's definitely stressful for those 
that it that the clients that are involved in it. It's an emotional it's an emotional process. Not so much on the if you're if you're an investor, it's a little bit different if you're buying, you know, your forever home. But um, for me, I, I'm able to step back and recognize that these situations are not life or death. Um, when you've got an agent that's negotiating on the other side, and to them, it seems like the world is falling down. To be able to hit timeout and go, look, everything's fine. Like, we're going to figure this negotiation out. And even if we don't, we're going to walk away alive. You know, everyone's going to be fine from all this. This is a business deal. And that's all it is. And so, you know, I, I'm grateful for the experience and the training and the way that that's transferred over. You know, yeah. And no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you probably have a leg up on a lot of the, the people on the other end of the transactions you're, you're dealing with. But like with that in mind, how did you even come to real estate? Why real estate instead of something else? So real estate has been a family business for forever, uh, for many generations. My grandfather um, came from the Midwest, moved here to San Diego, and and he was a developer. He built all over San Diego County, um, primarily in Chula Vista, but but was countywide. And then my grand, excuse me, my father, uh, going against my grandfather's advice, also went into development, um, and he built also all over San Diego County, and I think some of in Imperial County as well. Um, and this was commercial properties, residential properties you know, apartment complexes, built a lot of different things. Um, you know, my dad always told me, don't go into the sales side, but I didn't listen, just like he didn't listen to his father. Uh, but the, the bottom line was that I was, I was trained up in real estate from as long as I can remember. I'm visiting the job sites, uh, watching my dad's put, you know, put these deals together, listening to the deals come together, watching the deals fall apart. You know, I remember him coming home with a, with a piece of granite and setting it on the kitchen table. And he goes, well, there's the profit from this deal. I mean, they hit solid granite on a property they were building. They had to blast through all of it, ate up every profit, you know, all the profit that they you know, proceed having on this thing. So um, I, I just, it, it was something I was so immersed in for such a long period of time that it was, it was an easy transition. Now, again, the sales part wasn't something that was familiar um, but I, I, I got licensed about a year and a half before I left the job, um, tried my hand at it. I was starting to see success and I realized that I hit a decision, a point where I had to make a critical decision because I wasn't servicing my clients as well as I knew I could because I was also having to focus on the fireside. You know, I remember sitting in the utility room at 28 with a client who had a, a critical situation going on in her mind. But I'm going, please don't get a call right now. Please don't get a call. Because I don't even know. I mean, she knew I was a firefighter. But I don't know if she knew I was working at the time. And if I had to get off and leave right then, she was going to feel like she wasn't getting the attention she deserved. And so in recognizing more of that, I realized that I needed to give 100% to this job. Um, and I, I was seeing the success. So. That makes sense. And, and I think the nice thing is that you had the, the family history of um, people that had gone through before and were able to mentor you through some of the some of the sure um, the ups and downs of, of getting into that business. And we talk a lot about mentorship in the fire service and how important that is. And I can just imagine um, how valuable that's been to you um, now in, in this career. Um, and, and so with that, what, what's going on in the real estate world these days? How, how has COVID impacted things? How has the recession impacted things? What's, what's going on in your world these days? So what's interesting is we, you know, the only, Big, I guess the only real change that we've seen on 
the real estate side of things right now is just the way that we're conducting business. Um, you know, the, the additional forms that people are having to sign as far as, as basically uh, <laughs> indemnity agreements, but they're, they're, uh, the documentation that's having to go in place, the way that we're showing properties, the, the emphasis on, um, you know, virtual showings and, and, and uh, all the different technology that, we're, that is getting involved to try and limit the face-to-face -face interaction. That's been the biggest change. If I'm an investor, if, I, if I'm looking to buy a piece of property, if, if I can do all this stuff virtually, like why would I even need a, a real estate agent in the first place? See, and that's the thing is people are pushing right now. A lot of the brokers, a lot of different agencies are, are pushing for um, to, to do as much of the legwork for your clients as you can, all the way to showing a client virtually, you know, doing the walkthrough and, and having your phone and doing like a FaceTime showing. I, I just, I don't think that that's the right way to, to view properties or purchase properties. As, as, as someone who's purchasing, whether you're an investor or you're purchasing, you know, for your own personal property, um, the properties of a certain smell, they've got a certain sound, they've got a certain, uh, you have to engage all your senses. And I think that it's really important to still get to these properties. And that's where, um, you know, that's where we come in as, as the agents to guide through that portion of it, to make sure that it's done safely, to make sure that you're getting into these properties and that you're actually purchasing something that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. And uh, I guess until they come up with something like Smell-O-Vision, uh, there's always going to be there's always going to be a market for realtors to get in there and and really dig down and dig deep into what this property is all about. If this is something, and I, and I also think about like um, you're not going to know just by looking at a at a FaceTime video of a property if this the floors are squeaky the stairs are squeaky like you mentioned if it has a weird smell you can't you can't substitute that um just with technology i still think you need boots on the ground somebody in your corner advocating for you whether you're trying to buy or sell uh in this day and age i don't know what do you think about that yeah i mean 100 i mean you bring me back to I mean, this was a couple of years ago, but I had a client that was out in Arizona and he found a property online that he liked. He asked me to go view it. Um, it was a local Mesa home and he was he was ready to pull the trigger. He wanted to purchase things without seeing it, just seeing it through that walkthrough. But it's exactly what you just said. Two-story home, second floor, wood floors, downstairs, so noisy. If anyone was walking or moving upstairs, it was just it just through the entire first floor. And as soon as I got him out here to look at that property, it was a deal breaker for him. But had he purchased without ever walking through it or seeing it or hearing that component, um, I think he would have been really disappointed. And so I just think that this, you, you really, it's the smart thing to do is to get out there and look at these properties, but take the precautions. And there's a lot of precautions we're putting in place from wearing booties, wearing masks, wearing gloves. Uh, making sure that properties are set up so that when someone walks through, they don't have to go touching everything, turning on lights, opening closet doors. We just set it up so that, you know, it's an easy viewing um, and people are protected. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And two is like on a, on a FaceTime video, you're not going to know if, if you're in the flight path of an airport or if the guy across the street moonlights as a mechanic at night or whatever other nightmare scenarios there are. So yep. The dog that never stops barking next door, all of that, all of it. 
Yep. You still, you still need to get out there and take a good look. That means that, yep. for me that there's no substitute for that. Um, so just kind of shifting towards your personal philosophy or, or how you feel about real estate. Why are you passionate about real estate and how do you think it could benefit uh, firefighters in general? There's a lot of great opportunities in real estate to, to build a lot of personal equity. I mean, real estate is one of those uh, investment opportunities where whether it's your personal property um, or it's something that you're purchasing as an investment property, um, you hold it long enough, you're going to win. I mean, I don't want to say that was 100% certainty, but I mean, it's like I can show you, you know, I think we were talking before just about home prices over the course of history and the trend line is up. And I think that, you know, if you're savvy um, and you have the, the proper guidance and you're educated on it, um, you really have the opportunity to do some great things with real estate and have it be part of a very diverse portfolio. You know, I don't, uh, I'm not going to sit here and advocate that you dump everything you've got into it. I think it's important to be diverse, but uh, it's it's a great a great way um, to set your family up, to set yourself up, and to build some personal personal wealth. Yeah, no, I agree. And the thing I like about real estate for firefighters in general is that real estate num- number one we have a we have a pretty significant background in building construction, so we're going to know. If, you know, if this property has sagging walls or sagging floors or we're pretty handy people by and large, but because it moves slowly, real estate moves slowly, um, it gives you a chance to really dig in and do your diligence to make sure that the property you're getting into makes a lot of sense for you. Um, Unlike the stock market where we saw, we saw gains over the course of 10 years get wiped out in the course of a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And um, by the time you, you woke up in the morning, the stock market had crashed some several hundred points. Um, So for me, what I liked or what I do like about real estate investing is the, the feeling that, that you can influence your, your return on equity. You can, you can impact the, um, the the investment in a way where you can't get that sort of um, sense in the stock market. So for me, that's a that was always a really critical piece. It's a huge component of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, no matter what happens, I mean, even if the market, if the housing market just completely crashes, as long as you're making your payments, if you financed it, you still have you've got that physical property that's there. No one can take that away. You've got that land that you own. You've got the physical structure that you own. There's always value there whatever that may be. Now, maybe less value than what you purchased it at, but there's value there, you know, versus the stock market where, you know, things crash and that thing wipes out, you could lose everything and it's gone. You've got nothing there anymore. You could lose every, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just a different, it's a different investment avenue. Yeah, no, I think you said, you said it perfectly with that. So if, if someone was wanting to learn more about real estate or, or just, you know, financial education in general, what would be one piece of advice you would give them? Um, seek out the professionals, seek out advice, you know, uh, that, that's the biggest, um, I see a lot of people make decisions in real estate that just don't make sense. Um, and, and I think 
a lot of that is probably because of the emotional component to it. And a lot of what I'm dealing with is, is less on the investment side and more on the, you know, the, the primary residence, personal residence, personal property side. Um, and so there's a lot of emotion involved in that. And sometimes that emotion can drive some decisions that just don't really make sense. Um, but um, take your time, you know, get yourself educated on it. Seek out the professionals in any investment that you're going to make. Talk to someone who knows, who's been down the path, who knows what they're doing, who's, who can help educate and guide you on it. That's probably the biggest piece of advice that I would have. No, that's perfect. And, and the same applies to firefighting, right? You're not going to go ask the guy down the street uh, his opinion on the, the best attack line to go fight the fire on. No, you're going to go seek out a professional that knows the ropes, that knows how to do these things to keep you and your family safe and, and the same right. to real estate investing or, or just personal investing in general, man. So, uh, I think well, well said. yeah, well, it's, it just makes me laugh. Cause it's kind of the firefighter way. Right. I mean, I don't look, I was there so I could say this and I'm, I'm just that I, I'm one of those people like I can do this myself. I can do it myself. You know, it's kind of, that's just, it's in, it's, it's the nature of the people who are in that profession who, who are, who kind of, lean towards a profession like firefighting. I mean, we're self-sufficient and able to, to navigate and figure things out. And it's hard, you know, to, to not fall into that when it comes to important decisions like real estate or other investing. So um, yeah, no, we, make we're, sure all, you... we're all type A people with candid yep. attitudes, um, which typically is a really good attribute, but I guess you're right. That could, that could get yourself in trouble if you're not careful. So for um, sure, man, I, I think that's a, that's a perfect way to wrap up your first alarm. And uh, with that, it looks like you got knocked down my friend. So, all right. Sounds good. Where can people find more out about you? So um, probably the easiest thing would be to go to my website, um, which is my last name, Whittington, W H. I-T-T-I-N-G-T-O-N and then R-E as in realestate.com. Um, if you want my email, it's just Jeff at, and then that same Jeff at Whittington, R-E.com. Um, also on Facebook, we're on Instagram, um, the Whittington team for Facebook, all of those perfectly good avenues, or you can even call me if you want. And so um, awesome. 858-361-9090 if you want my number. I don't mind putting it out there. Um, any of those are perfect opportunities and ways to get all to me. So. Cool. Uh, we'll link all those in the show notes, man. And uh, yeah, we just really appreciate your, your inside knowledge and expertise on all this stuff. And uh, I think taking the advice that you gave on, on seeking out experts and, and being deliberate and taking your time when you're making this investment uh, is really important and we'll, we'll hit home with a lot of folks. So just super grateful for that, man. And, and, uh, appreciate your time. Wow. Well, thanks for having me, Kyle. Stoked yeah. to be here. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks again to Jeff for joining me here in the bullpen today. I really like how Jeff's taking what he learned as a firefighter and applying it to his business as a real estate agent. That performance under pressure and high level of integrity really translates into real estate investing. If you'd like to learn more about Jeff, you can find him on his website, whittingtonre.com. They're on Facebook, the Whittington Real Estate Team, or on Instagram, jeff.whittington. If you'd like to learn more about us, we're on Facebook at The Firehouse. That's f.i.r.e house. On Instagram, the underscore fire underscore house, or on LinkedIn, The Firehouse Investors. That's all caps fire 
lowercase house investors. If you like this morning meeting and you'd like to see more, please like, share, and subscribe. But whatever you do, take this information and go out there and get some. Station F.